0: Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast three hundred and thirteen. Lynn's here, of course, with Tony as always.
1: I love how we say as always, like
0: it is pretty much as always. I, I guess as as most times.
1: <laughs> I, I don't even know if we need to say as always or even.
0: Do we need to announce our names anymore?
1: I don't feel like it. I mean,
0: just in case this is somebody. Maybe every, every other podcast time. is somebody's first podcast. Tony.
1: That is true. That is true. <laughs> we probably have many first on this show. <laughs> God so, knows we repeat ourselves a lot, so we will Yes. We're going to renumber just like Marvel.
0: <laughs> We've come too far. Oh yeah. Uh so this week we covered a ton of books.
1: I can't even remember half the ones I reviewed. Uh DC Nation 0, Batman, Walking Dead, Avengers,
0: Hunt for Wolverine, Weapons Lost, I Did Death for Glory Death or Glory. Death or glory. Some
1: Transformers in yeah. the mix. Yeah. We also talked uh, nothing of Avengers, the movie, Infinity nope. War. We're good boys Again, and girls. still being spoiler free. We may have something in the works for just our thoughts on that movie. Who knows?
0: Possibly. No promises from us ever.
1: Oh. But we are promising still that we're not going to really talk about much of that. We're going to give it another couple weeks. Yeah. I mean... There there needs to be a certain amount of time before it, it can just be generally spoken about within normal podcasting, right. subjecting, talking without
0: right. being so, like, oh well, shit, spoil. So long story short, we did not talk about Avengers Infinity <laughs> anywhere this week. So we did talk about other things. To find out, you have to listen to the whole podcast. So sit back, relax, grab a beer, or whatever. And check out Drunk On Comics Podcast 313, Celestial Seasonings.
1: You know what's worse than insomnia? What? Oh, I was hoping you are going to tell me. <clears throat> oh.
0: No, I have no idea because... I, I don't mean, think there is. I don't suffer from insomnia. I suffer from horizontal narcolepsy, which is anytime I get into a lying down position, I will fall asleep.
1: I wish I could do that. <laughs> I spend more time trying to think of ways to fall asleep than I think triggers my brain to keep thinking. <laughs> I'm in like a loop, a cycle. Yeah.
0: That sounds terrible. I don't know what I would do if I couldn't sleep. I love sleep so much.
1: I think that's why I'll I'll have a nightcap before going to bed. You know, that helps relax. That or just chug a whole bottle of NyQuil.
0: Well, both of those things sound terrible. Just smoke weed. (laughs) (laughs) I think you can get it prescribed to you for just that purpose.
1: Probably. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so... (laughs) I could go on a whole tangent with that. Yeah, we're not going to go. We have a lot of books to talk about as well as I just it came to me when I was talking about being in a loop. Uh, Speaking of loops, uh, we haven't really talked about Westworld. I I love that show. Yeah. And I have tons of theories. Each week makes one of my theories more stronger and one less. Yeah. I that's what i love about the show it makes me think and then realize i was way fucking wrong over analyzing every single small fucking yeah, piece can't. it's fun that if you want to you can go online and look at other theories which makes you think things i don't always say that that's wise but it is i mean it doesn't hurt right um because even if you think you know the producers and showrunners They do a 180.
0: Yeah, they're very good at that. They don't want people to figure it out. That's what makes a good show, though, is if you think you have it figured out and then you don't. Because even if you're pissed off by it, you're still fucking going to keep watching it.
1: Well, did you hear about beforehand, and they released it, I think it was around April Fool's Day. I don't think it actually was on the actual date. The video that they said they're going to just give away the whole plot. Yes. Did you watch that video? No my buddy said to watch it because it gives to a theory that has been kind of being talked about without giving the theory away. It, I don't think I finally said, fine, I'll go watch it. It, I don't think it gives anything away. I do think they honestly shot like a couple scenes to fuck
0: with us. Yeah. I thought it was supposed to be a misdirect.
1: Yeah. But then again, with one of the theories and one of the people in it and what they're doing, it almost feels like wait maybe that is truly what is going on in the show, mm. and that's why my buddy told me to watch it.
0: They're just fucking with your head, Tony. Yes, because they not only not only, not
1: only with the the quick scene that they're they're I mean okay it's got Bernard and he's talking about something that actually did happen within the first episode of mm-hmm. waking up on a shore and this and that, and then it has him doing a couple other things talking about the mind. And then it goes into uh, them singing "Never Gonna Give You Up" on a piano.
0: They rick you, no? Yeah, well, that's what,
1: that's why. It, yeah, but then it goes to this. Uh, the whole thing is like a thirty-minute YouTube video. You can easily find it. There's about two minutes of the actual like Bernard talking, and then like another three minutes of them doing acoustic or piano rick rolling you rick rolling yeah. singing, and then. It goes, it might not even be that long. And then it goes to the opening credit song, kind of on a loop with a dog, just kind of sitting there looking at the piano, kind of like turning around, you can only see the top of its head. And I'm like, I'm not going to sit and watch this whole thing of this dog, but is there something in between there at some point where the dog might do something that you...
0: So then you did watch the dog for 20 minutes. No, I (laughs) didn't. I, I let other people do that and have them tell me if they did,
1: and I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people. Uh, yeah, maybe after this week we can start delving down into a couple yeah. of theories because we're gonna
0: have to. I'm gonna have to prepare for that. This is this this is a subject that's gonna take preparation, and I don't know if our listeners know this, but almost no preparation goes into this podcast. Says you. <laughs> I read comic books. Why do you think I'm up late at
1: night? <laughs> <laughs> I legit was up late last night because yeah. I, I mean it's the weekend, so I can be. I can be today. Um, with that being said, I feel like there's five other things that I wanted to talk about beforehand. They'll come to me, or they won't. <laughs> and if they don't, well then, oh well.
0: Today's like this weekend is like the pent ultimate nerd weekend, right? We had May the Fourth and now it's free comic book
1: day. I mean and yeah, and the way that most calendars work, yeah. usually within 4th or 5th yeah. or 6th, it's free comic book day. So yeah, having the Star Wars day right around comic book day. Yeah. Nice. I I had a, one of my buddies who is a nerd. I I told I told him he it seemed like it was staged. He told me it wasn't, but he wore a Star Trek, Star Trek shirt that day.
0: Nah. Uh, nah. Uh-huh.
1: Like yeah, you failed. <laughs> um, but uh, with that being said, uh, let's get into some comic books. Sure. I want to quick talk about DC Nation number zero. Zero. <laughs> That's yes. the number one. Um, this uh book had three different stories. Uh, one I want to talk about more than others because it's just so fucking good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I... <laughs>
1: There's nothing Tom King can't can't do. He is just amazing mm-hmm. in what he's doing with Batman.
0: He's very slowly overtaking Scott Snyder as like the best Batman writer for
1: sure. Yeah, I think he's already. It's that my I mean my my brother always loves Batman too, but that he actually finally broke down and read the Jokes and Riddle or Jokes and Riddle, and he's just like still talking about that. We we're making fun of Kite Man the other day, and oh. and so I do. I briefly want to talk about the other two uh, before I kind of get into the the Batman-centric one. They had one that was that kind of set up the whole new Justice League teams, which I get because they're fighting these uh, you know premortal god-type creatures. Um, I wasn't quite understanding who these new big bads were, but they're very powerful. And for them to go about beating them, they kind of were briefly talking about why they need to have uh, wisdom, entropy, mystery, mystery and the the different teams that they have within. And I should probably just flip to the page to find that. Um, (laughs) However... uh, it was a good setup to seeing these new teams in action and who's on which team, uh, as well as like a brief, uh, yeah, see, here's the, the bad guys. This Oh,
0: yeah. They're, they're kind
1: of like Celestials, which oh, is kind of really? funny that we will, Celestials showing up same time that other Celestials do, which we'll talk about later.
0: Celestial season.
1: Yeah. But, uh, yes, yeah, Team Wisdom. Uh, we have... Team Wonder.
0: Oh, this is how they've split the Justice League teams and then given them these...
1: Team Entropy. Names?
0: Yeah. And the, like, like they're fighting in, like, American Gladiators or something?
1: No, 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 no. <laughs> like, they're going after trying to is prevent Staro? these... Is
0: He's in the yes. Justice League now? See, that's why I was like. It, it
1: looked like he was... I thought they were at first fighting him, but the way that the name is and stuff... He's on their team because if you notice uh in some of the other ones you have Lobo on a team, which I always feel that he's kind of a hero anyways, but he's an
0: anti hero yeah, for sure. But
1: I don't necessarily count him as a villain. No. But not always. You you have, you know, Lex Luthor who I mean kind of I guess too. Having Star though is really interesting because
0: Yeah
1: Yeah, they have bad guys. There's even a a scene within the little pages. So it's like I said, it's pretty much each team has a page or two quick explaining who the people are Mm -hmm. and what they're doing they're all it's a forefront attacking um but yeah they
0: mysteries all people from space yeah
1: uh, like those names are kind of stupid i feel yeah um but besides the stupid names it's i'd like that they have what they're explaining is, you know, teaming up with the bad guys. They're like, well, what we need to do now, we need to just have the power and it's what we need to do. And I'm kind of like, I don't feel like I've, I have remember DC really ever do. I mean, they've done it a little bit, but to flat out say they're part of the Justice League. Right. You know, it's they've
0: uh, they've paired with villains before, but they've never been like, now you're an honorary Justice League yeah, member. Yeah.
1: No, yeah. You know, they get the cell phone number and right discount at Starbucks. So, <laughs> But like I said, it, it makes me very like a couple of these books. I was like, because they're going to be different. The different lines of Justice right. League.
0: This is like an intro to those new. Stories. I'm
1: kind of like curious enough to pick up the first of all of them. Because they were, each team was teased enough that I'm like, even the teams that I was like, I don't really care about any of those characters. I was like, ooh, but that seems like it works together and it complements each other. So it was a really good one. There's another story in here by Bendis. And it was a Superman story. And I don't need to repeat myself of... What I think about Superman stories, except for no. recently, I love the whole Bizarro I was say, world.
0: I think that you're slowly you're you're weaning off your hatred for Superman.
1: No, I still th- I don't like him, but I like his surrounding characters. Yeah. and this one has to do with the surrounding characters, which is why I really liked it. Lois is don't know where the fuck she's at. Like I'm trying to think in time how this where the story takes place. Like, is this is pre. You know him and Lois being together, and and everything, and it, it because she's not she's not working at the um mm. Daily Bugle um Daily Planet. There you go. Yeah,
0: one of those dailies. <laughs> and and
1: and I guess she's out on sabbatical, but it seemed like Clark was kind of upset and sad that she wasn't there. Yeah, meaning. Home life not doing too well. Hmm. Whereabout? And like I said, this is Bendis. This is Bendis doing Bendis stuff of...
0: You don't like that. So now it's Superman, the DC comic book that you do not like the most with the writer that you have the most bitterness towards.
1: But I will say... I was going to give him a compliment, though. (laughs) One of the things that everyone has hated within the movie universe was how he was dark and brooding and everything in this book he really he he makes superman less of a threat to where perry white's even like i don't care about superman i want to know the news you know don't give me this stuff he'll be judged on his own merits we don't need to talk about the superman crap what's going on i want to make this paper good again and it was in within those thoughts that it it really was Bendis trying to say there's nothing to fear. Why would we ever have people fear Superman? Right. And I guess in that sense, yes, I I still like the kind of the brooding who he was on the movie screen, but I now finally actually understand why people were pissed, and it wasn't just because he's always good at two shoes. But at what point in his whole career has there ever really been a time to doubt?
0: Right. No. And to
1: just have that on the screen, as well as then in the next movie, everyone's sad that he's dead type shit. Right. I thought that was just really well done. And it, the mystery, uh, this new person, Miss Good. Miss Good? Yeah, G-O-O-D-E. Mm. But she's up to no good. No. And, of course, with a name like that. But let's talk about yeah, Tom King. And... This story, the first one within DC Nation, number zero, involving the Joker. Yes. Oh, where to start? Um,
0: (laughs) So, as everybody knows, right, there's a wedding happening soon between Batman and Catwoman.
1: And so, I guess this is a perfect time. We didn't get to mention it last week. The name of the, the story... Number fifty, where the wedding's gonna be, called Holy Matrimony, Batman, mm, yep. which it's harkens apt. back to the old Batman, yep. Holy this and that. So, yes, we're we're all looking for this wedding, and I hope to God that it it works out.
0: I do too.
1: And it's already been stated mm-hmm. that the Joker is gonna show up, and I think the Joker is honestly a bit jealous. He really, I mean, he loves Batman. Oh yeah, he's N-
0: obsessed.
1: And so he really wants to get his invitation. This whole story of him at a random person's house, talking to him, not wanting to kill him, because he's like, you know, I'll be happy when I get invited. You know, I I won't kill you. Stop squirming. Just waiting for the mail to come to get his invitation, which the person's like, why the hell would it come to my house? Yeah.
0: At first I thought he knew something. Like, this guy was somebody that the readers wouldn't know but clearly joker knew that this was somebody who was actually going to be invited to the wedding but then a couple pages in it's made very clear that no this guy is never going to be invited to this wedding and joker's just at some random fucking house waiting for his invitation
1: yeah <laughs> the whole thing he's telling jokes he's just joking around the person stealing the gun and of course it's the fake gun yes. with the bang and joker
0: Doing the whole hand over the mouth like, oh my goodness, he tried (laughs) to shoot me.
1: (laughs) I really want to find a prop gun like that, though. Yeah. That has the actual thing come out. Yeah.
0: I don't know if they make those for sure anymore. It definitely wouldn't look real because all fake guns have to have that little orange tip. I would paint it. Ah. Paint it
1: silver or black. I see. So this whole... uh, The way that it ends is tragic. Mm -hmm. The way that the Joker just... In that scene alone, when like, he's just telling the joke and just waiting for the person to like...
0: The art in this book is insane. And and literally, it's like Joker looks at his most insane. And he, there's been lots of books where he looks insane, but you can tell this wedding is getting to him because he looks fucking crazy in this. And that panel, after he told the joke, and he looks at the guy waiting for the reaction, the look on his face... <laughs> Is hilarious, but also so terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I
1: would not want to be anywhere. Oh my
0: god! If he looked at me like that, I'd be like, "I just shoot me right yeah. now, please." <laughs> Can I have that gun because I'm gonna shoot myself? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Need to go to the bathroom. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: so, uh, yes, I. This whole story, everything's coming to a climax soon, and I hope that it goes without a hitch.
0: But now that I think, Or with a hitch.
1: Yes, true. Nah uh, I do <laughs> wonder though, Batman's wedding. Everyone knows Batman's Yes, he proposed when he was Batman, but like is it not is Bruce Wayne getting married too?
0: I guess that's a good point. So is this Batman marrying Catwoman or is this Bruce marrying Selena?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm very. She's going to be
0: wearing the cowl during the wedding? What's that's what? Is this going to be a
1: superhero wedding? Right. Which is What the hell does that, is that mean? legal? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Are they legally married if Batman marries Catwoman?
1: <laughs> and not only that, but I mean, Cat. Strange uh, that most people know who Catwoman is.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm hmm. So it's she's, like she's marries, married to Bruce.
1: She's married, well. If she's married to Bruce, that wouldn't necessarily mean Bruce is Batman. Right. But if she's married to Batman, and then you see her hanging out with Bruce,
0: oh yeah. Like. Well, then it's, then it probably is Bruce marrying Selina then.
1: But then, how would the, Joker
0: would the Joker? Show
1: up? I mean, are they having to do a dual wedding to where they need to then wear their costumes in front of their friends that do know who he is?
0: Mm. I don't know. I could, it could, does the Joker know that Batman is Bruce Wayne? He, he does, but he to. doesn't.
1: He has mentioned that that is, but then he goes, that can't be. And he's convinced himself that it's not. Right. So at some point, I don't think he truly, I think everyone says that he truly does know, but he has worked his mind so much that he doesn't want to know because if he knew, be easily to attack. Less of a game, but then it, it yeah. all depends too on who's writing them and that's true. And at what point in how
0: crazy the Joker is in that yeah. iteration.
1: So, yeah, I that was just something I just thought of off the top of my head. So I, I'm I'm even more curious now. Yeah. How does the wedding work?
0: That was that that'll be interesting. I I don't read the Batman comic books really, not really. Like I read Dark Knight's Metal. That's about it. But I will pick this one up for sure. Just because I want to see what happens.
1: <laughs> I gotta say, I mean, I'm just gonna quick review it. Uh, Batman number forty six. Do you remember what I said was happening last issue in Batman? No. Booster Gold.
0: Yes. Time
1: travel yes. to do. Uh, it's a wonderful oh, yes, life.
0: Yes, he was trying to show what <laughs> the world would be like without Batman or something.
1: And then, well, no, with his with his parents still. Yeah, without Batman. So, he saved his parents, which prevented Bruce from becoming Batman. Right. Dick Grayson became Batman. A lot of other shit happened. And it's it's a worse off place. Right. However, Batman's parents are there. So, Batman's happy. He didn't have the, I, I, I wish this never happened type moment. Right. Which is what Booster Gold was trying to do. And in that process, he destroyed the time machine. So, Booster Gold's stuck oh. here. So, this picks up uh one year later and uh, i got to quick try to find the booster is is talking like a crazy person it's it's been a year in this hellhole future mm-hmm. and he finally found selena kyle and broke her out the only thing that she really says is meow and purr so this is definitely a different Selena, even yeah. though it's it's the same Selena. Same, I mean, I guess she's universe crazy. very much so.
0: She's a cat lady, like for real.
1: Yeah, and <laughs> you have Booster talking about his crazy plan of how it's, it's got to work. Once Bruce finally sees you, automatically fall in love. It's gonna go back to him being like, "I want this. I want to go back," and somehow it's supposed to like reset time. I don't know how he's supposed to time travel because he. Doesn't really have a time machine. Can we
0: just talk about how distracting Booster Gold's ass is in this panel? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess And now you're his right.
0: package and now his ass yes. again. What the hell's going on in this book?
1: <laughs> My stuff, when he's explaining this plan and everything, all she does is say meow. She just seems kind of docile. The reason why I'm showing you that, though, is because I love that he he made her a Catwoman outfit. He's But he's not really good at sewing. So you know what we get?
0: Oh my god, we get the Michelle Pfeiffer one. That's yes. fucking awesome.
1: And and the reason why it looks so shitty is because
0: oh, he's, I want that page now.
1: Yeah, I would love to buy this.
0: That's awesome.
1: And, it, and so it's a really cool iconic suit that you then find out yes. Yes. in yes. this this world, this I mean I guess it's the now. Yeah. Um alternate world. All I can say, though, without some of the other stuff is he's trying to set up this whole um, meet-up. And he keeps saying with Batman, although there is a Batman. So I know he's not trying to meet up with that Batman. He's trying to meet up with Bruce, uh, Bruce Wayne. There's some shit that goes on with Bruce and his dad that I won't get too much into. But it's the point when Batman's like, my life is perfect, you know? I love it here, and so it's really seeming like he's not going to want to ever leave this world or say that it's bad. You know, got you, mom, you, dad, Alfred. Well, this is when Booster finally goes. Why am I trying to set up this meeting with Batman on the rooftop? Let's go to
0: his house. To his
1: house, yeah. All the while, too, beforehand, the Batman showed up with a gun because Dick Grayson has a gun and is shooting people as Batman. Terrible Batman, because that. And you have have her come on in, and she just goes meow, and then holy shit, the blood starts to fly. There's Batman shooting her, there's her chopping off his hand, there's her killing people, there's then Bruce picking up a gun, shooting Batman.
0: Oh my god. It's a bloodbath.
1: Yeah. This is not probably what Booster Gold wanted to... I was just so shocked. Yeah. That I like it was one of those things of like, I did not see that coming. I thought for sure that you know, Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman was gonna like see him, and instead of saying meow, she would have said something else, like right, she would have came out of whatever spell she was at.
0: What book are you thinking you're reading? <laughs> this is Batman, <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm just, I it so well done, it like so shocking. Uh, I. I can't say enough of. Yeah. I didn't even okay. want. I, I wasn't. I was thinking the conclusion to it was going to be something a little more mundane. And it's not even concluded. So.
0: Right. And one more left. There's got to be a way okay. to reset
1: the time to make it right and how that's going to happen. But pretty sure now with everyone dead in that room, Batman probably doesn't want to be in this world.
0: Maybe he might want to go back now, you think? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Booster Gold's going to be like, that was my plan all along. <laughs> yeah. I'm a genius. Yeah. <laughs> Because that's booster gold. Yep. Oh, fucking shout out to Tony S. Daniel for that art, though. Holy shit.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. I want it. I don't buy prints anymore, but if I saw that yeah, at a convention... Yeah, I want that on my wall. Yeah,
0: it's pretty amazing. Because I
1: know I could never afford probably the original. No, no. <laughs>
0: that's probably everybody got in there. If I mean, if we had that sort of reaction to it, I would imagine other people did as well. And that's not
1: people good. with a lot more money. Have people that have a with reaction.
0: A way, way more money than than we have for sure. What you got? Um. So this week I read "Death or Glory," out of image, written by Rick Remender, art by Bengal. That's what he goes by. I'm assuming it's a he. Maybe it's a she. I don't know. The name is Bengal, which is a tiger. So maybe it's a tiger. (laughs) (laughs) If so, that's a fucking talented tiger. Um, So this is a thick-ass book. I was surprised at how thick it is because then I picked up the next book I read after this, and I'm like, holy shit, there's a very significant difference in the weight of these two. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But it was $4.99, so that's why it's so big.
1: Well, I will say this, too. I, for me, when I saw this cover, I'd heard about it, and I really wanted to, like, say I knew what was going to go on. Plus, it was Remender, and I haven't read something from him in a while. But the front, it just, it, it, it made me think of, like, Speed Racer, which I have nothing against Speed Racer. Right. It just wasn't a book that I want to pick up. Yeah.
0: She, well, and that is the, I mean, so on the cover, they have the, the character, Glory is her name. Uh... Hence, death or glory, I guess. Um, in a motorcycle, basically, or like a, a driving outfit, a motorcycle outfit. I'm not entirely sure what to call it. Mm-hmm. Motocross <laughs> outfit. So I could see, and and when I picked it up, It was more like, well, I don't have anything else to read this week, and this is a number one, so I'm going to pick it up. (laughs) (laughs) So it was not the cover that drove me to pick this book up, but I'm really glad I did, because number one, the art in this book is amazing, and I'm not usually one to pay attention to background details. I know you usually hone in on those, because you love looking for like Easter eggs and stuff in books, but... The amount of detail that goes into the, just even the backgrounds in every panel in this book is amazing to me. And like, there's one, one panel where they're in an office and I'm looking at the desk and it's literally like, they made sure they got the keyboard, the mouse, there's pens, there's paper, somebody's cell phone, like it's incredibly detailed. And I just, in my head, I'm like, I would never have the patience for this. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I have to give a shout out for that because holy fuck does that take a lot of time and talent. Um, so the basic premise of this story is Glory is a woman, younger woman, who uh, was raised by and it's hard for me to tell whether it was her parents, it was definitely her mom, and then this guy that she calls Red. So I don't know if it was her dad and that they just had the sort of situation where she didn't call him dad, she called him Red. Or if it was like a stepdad or who this man was. Well,
1: this is, I mean, that 70s show.
0: Right. He was called it, Red. Yeah, but, but his son called him dad until he got older and hated him and then yeah. he called him Red. <laughs> <laughs> um, So she was raised in a manner to live apart from government and from... Uh, uh, what do you call it? Um con- consumerism, like okay, they they live outside of that world. like they still make money, they own like a car shop and stuff like that. but the even the town that they live in is very like westerny type where everyone kind of takes care of each other. They're not dependent on outside sources to help with their life. Except now, red, is sick and dying, and I gather from her exposition that he's pretty okay with this and he does not want the, like medical help because he's lived that sort of life his whole life and he does not want to go to it now that he's dying because that seems very hypocritical. But because she loves him so much and knows that whatever he has, and I they don't. They don't state specifically what it is, but it's something that's treatable. Like, if they were just able to afford to go to the doctors, he would not be dying. But because they cannot afford to go to the doctors and they don't have health insurance, he's dying. So, it's not like it's cancer or anything. It's literally something that's curable, but is not being cured. Okay. Because of where, how they live. And, um, which is a statement in and of itself. <laughs> <laughs> Um so she decides that she's going to figure out how to save him. And then that's where that's when you realize that um there's a lot of shit that happened in her life. Her ex is a drug dealer, a drug lord, a middleman for a drug lord. He's working some kind of angle. Um she decides that and she knows what he does because she, you know, was with him for a long time. So She knows all the drops that he does with money and stuff like that. So she uses that as part of her plan to like rob the cops that he's got under his wing to get money to save her red. (laughs) But then you add into that the beginning of this book, you find a guy walking into like a fast food joint and it's uh, 1158 at night and they're about to close and he orders 123 cheeseburgers. And the staff gets really irate about that because they want to go home because it's midnight. <laughs> and he attacks them. Well, yeah, he basically attacks them with uh, liquid nitrogen.
1: Okay, like is that like
0: it freezes them? Well so I
1: know what that. But like, is he like Mister Freeze with a ray he, gun? Or well, he
0: is very blonde, and he does have a like. A, let me find it here. Like, he pulls out, like, a... Eh, okay. Like a hose with a little gun attached to it. Okay. um, It's crazy, because first he squirts a guy in the face, and the guy's face just shatters. And then he freezes a kid's hands off, and they just, like, clean fall off. So he's got, like, weird little stumps. Damn. And then he shoves it in the guy's mouth. And, <laughs> Yeah. So, that, that was the way the book started. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and then it it flips well, there's over. There's the death part. Yeah. It flips over to Glory's story. And, you know, her... her it, it has to explain who she is. So, it goes through the whole, you know, her, her red... <laughs> that's what I'm going to call her red. This guy red. Dying. Her trying to figure out what she's going to do. Explaining how she was raised and stuff like that. And then deciding to go basically rob a a drug lord of his money so that she can save this guy and if everything went well, this would be a one issue book but it's not. It's a series so things go terribly wrong and she ends up getting shot she has to figure, you know, the money ends up this guy at the beginning pops up at the end, the money ends up getting frozen so it's gone, nobody has it anymore. They froze
1: their checking account? (laughs) (laughs)
0: and then she takes off. So there's, there's now her on the run shot. There's Red at home dying. There's this frozen guy who managed to get half of his body frozen in the process of the fight between her and him. The money's frozen. The cops that were delivering the money, she fucked up. So now the cops are going to be after her, but so is this drug Lord that is her ex that she was trying to steal the money from. So, It's going to get really complicated for her (laughs) going forward, and it ended in a way where I was like, oh, I'll keep reading this, and the art, I will definitely keep reading this, so.
1: Alrighty. Uh, I feel I really wanted to do some justice to some other uh, stories. However, there's a lot more to talk about today, so I don't know to get in a full review of anything else. So I'm just going to kind of briefly touch on two things. I know there's another book we talked about, talking about that we can briefly talk about. But Avengers number one just came out. And I would mentioned before the other week about how they kind of reset the time of where they're at with Steve Rogers saying, like, you missed the first 40 Super Bowls and everything. Uh, So within this, we finally got uh, a scene from the Avengers B.C., 1,000,000 1,000,000 B.C. Uh, Avengers, mm-hmm. where I I thought that was a great story out of Legacy. And now this Avengers number one being part of this fresh start, we now have uh, Thor, who is back with the golden hammer. I was royally confused on where the fuck this hammer came from. I know within the last Thor book, 706, with Lady Thor kind of passing away and the owner being destroyed where the fuck did this new hammer come from I've come to find out that there is a bridging the gap between the new Thor number one and the last Thor series and probably within that so this is one of the again one of those things where they put this comic book out without having all the knowledge of where what's going on just you got to read it to just be like oh this is happening we'll fill in the gaps and make you the mystery be there so that was one of the things I was kind of confused about. I haven't read Iron Man honestly in a while. I got a little bit sick of it. I know he was in a coma, then he was disappeared when he was in the coma, and then he was kind of the AI. And well, he's back. He's yeah. back with a new suit, and you have those three talking about needing to, you know, maybe passing on the torch, which they just kind of did the last three years with. Right. You know, them all being kind of replaced. Lady
0: Thor and Riri and... And, well, Captain Falcon. Falcon, yeah. Yeah. Well... Falcon Punch! They also (laughs) said,
1: though, too, about how uh, there was the unworthy, there was uh, me in a coma, and then there was Hydra Cap. So they're also kind of poking fun of some of their other alter bad things that happened to them. But you see them, you know, being who they are. But you also have this, uh, a bit of the story kind of interlocking with the original ones. And these are, like I said, there's, uh, Odin. There is Phoenix. Yes. There is, like, a Hulk-like creature, which is really just a primitive, uh, ape that has the Starbrand, uh, power. You have Agamotto. You have, uh, Panther. Yeah. Spirit of Vengeance, which... He rides a woolly mammoth that's ah, on fire.
0: That's amazing. And like
1: I said, this was one of those great things out of the Legacy. So it's funny that Legacy, which was their new fresh start, Ugh. is now part of their new, new fresh, fresh start. start. Stop just,
0: it, Marvel! <laughs> I'm
1: sure you want to know more about this, uh, you know, love interest between Odin and Phoenix. and Yes. And also this being the actually embodiment of Phoenix.
0: Right. And so how she already looks like Jean Grey. Yeah. Well, no wonder she wants to embody Jean <laughs> <Yes>. Grey. <laughs> she prefers redheads.
1: Yeah. So this uh, this whole uh, book Elizabeth is wicked. Concludes w- well with the first part of them taking on the Celestials. Celestials are the most powerful thing. W- I can't say the, the
0: Phoenix Force technically a celestial, uh, or if, is it just a cosmic force? It's a
1: cosmic force, much like cosmic forces of everything else.
0: <laughs> <I> mean,
1: <laughs> um, I was trying to think of I know. Galactus, I was like, well, that is just the cosmic force. Uh, the only things that are honestly more powerful than celestials, but it kind of depends. Is the co- uh Fuck, what do you call them? The The abstract uh, beings of the universe. Mm. Chaos and Order, Living Tribunal, um, Entropy, uh, Infinity, um, Eternity, those type of...
0: Sounds like a Schoolhouse Rock song. (laughs) It very well could be.
1: (laughs) And these are the creatures that I love the most within the gods of the gods. Like You even have Odin, who is one of the most powerful beings within the Marvel Universe, but you even have the next tier above. And that's where Celestials are. And you have this, this, you know, 1 million BC group fighting them, coming to Earth. We already know they've come to Earth. They've experimented bajillion times on Mm -hmm. many different planets. At the end of this, they're just falling from the sky, left and right, dead. What the fuck's going on? Where, who killed them? And you see these dark Celestials where... One of the great things I like the um art choices old school Kirby esque like armor on the old school celestials where when you finally see what these new celestials look like, they look different. They look all kind of individual. Yeah. And you really kinda of wanna know more of what what? And if Celestials are more than powerful where the million B C Avengers could only take on one and barely stop it these things that killed hundreds of them right what kind of power do they have this is again one of those things where powering and scaling within the marvel universe is a bit oh i don't need to see these books all the time it could be a simple you know red skull something or other or a little more down to earth not end of the world which this is end of the world but at the same point... It's i how also... they're
0: starting the series, too. Yeah. Like, hard. Yeah. Like, what are they going to do? After? Everything after this is just going to be like, oh... They're going to have
1: another fresh start.
0: The Red Skull's attacking. However are we... Oh, wait, we <laughs> just killed a bunch of Celestials, so I think we got this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I'm not going to lie, I, I've, I'm very excited for, for this uh, because of the subject matter. I, yeah, I, I'm loving it. Yeah. Other quick one that I want to talk about. Fuck, there's a lot of them I want to quick talk about. Finney Countdown number three, the way that it ended left a bit of a sad taste in my mouth, which is a weird way to say, but. A
0: sad taste in your mouth?
1: Yes. I mean, I, I don't know the phrase that I want to say.
0: I don't know either, but that sounds terrible. I know. Sad taste in your mouth. <laughs>
1: Because, I, I, without giving away, I've you who the, the person is that has changed in the last three years. And this makes me think this whole fresh start is, really, let's reset everything to the status quo. Yeah. And with this particular being, I don't want to see that happen.
0: Right, because he's made a life choice. Very much a better, life choice. To make better decisions.
1: And they even said, when they were thinking about re- making him back to what he is that they're like no we're going to see this new direction that was less than well, maybe it was uh, six months ago maybe maybe it was a year ago when that series ended and to ask him to do what he doesn't want to do I it's thought really it was a bold choice but I don't th- want this to happen yet I don't mm-hmm. want it to be back to the status quo A little bit upset everything else within the book though with is made me very interested because it's not The same Thanos, Infinity, Gems, this and that. There's a lot more power players. So Infinity Countdown has been really good. And I feel like there's not enough books to contain how great it is. Last but not least, Walking Dead 179. I think within the next one, I'm just going to talk a lot about it. But with the Commonwealth and what's going on with this whole other uh, place and... I thought straight up it was, like, all racism. Well, it is a bit, but the hierarchy of this new society that they found, class system, and uh, I love reading letters to the editor, and in the back of Walking Dead, especially when Kirkman talks about things and someone's, like, saying, yeah, it seems like, you know, this whole place is a bit racist, and he kind of goes, well, I mean, if you just read... Obviously, they just explained it more within this issue, so when letters are, you know a couple a month before goes yeah how, how am i going to explain this class system unless we base it on kind of the one right now and race is a big part of that and it if is. you don't think it is you're not really paying attention
0: if if our world were to fall apart if anybody thinks that there wouldn't be some sort of society that popped up that wasn't very steeped in racism, then you're never no idea what's going on in this. No. Why
1: well, <laughs> even though the way that he wrote and that's why I like I almost want to do a full review on it, but just briefly touch when he had the characters within it, you know, explaining about how even the ones that are at this commonwealth are like, no, it's not like that. It's it, it they take what you were doing before the, the end of the world, so they kind of prop you up to what you already were doing. So if you're the one percent, you're still the one percent. Right. But it it, it it makes sense because we need to have some leaders and those that knew got paid more. Obviously we're doing better. But once a year they're all given a chance to go move on up the echelon and they they start even saying like even Michonne's like, Okay, I you know, I kind of kind of get that. Well, I st- I don't necessarily tend to agree with it, but then they're all kind of rationalizing of It would make sense in a world where when you have this many people, they've never found this many people alive to begin with. Right. You would have some sort of hierarchy in society. And even I started being like, I guess you're right. There would be something like this and I wouldn't like it. But it's not based on race. I mean, it's straight up based on if you are poor before or not. It just so happens.
0: It's like the caste system in India. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And with that, there's going to be some certain, you know races pretty much that are going to fall in one thing or the other which is sad mm-hmm. it's a reflection of society now and it right. still continues on after the zombie apocalypse holy shit though man the book is so good and the show is so fucking horrendous I am so glad mm-hmm. that I stopped watching I did
0: too okay. <laughs> yeah. I did too I stopped watching it too I didn't even finish the first half of this latest season well, and I, I, now I, it's oh, I think the first season's over or yeah the eighth then? season yeah. yeah and yeah they're already talking about the ninth and i'll probably end up watching it at some point in time but it was i was just i just don't care anymore <laughs> <laughs> they haven't they haven't they you, i used to care like i would watch it because i wanted to see what happened right mm-hmm. to all the characters that i loved i don't i will not well no well care about any of these characters anymore except for michonne and when they kill her off, then I will definitely stop watching And they may the do, and life.
1: I understand it can be different than the book. However, it's such a departure from the book that yeah. it's not the same thing. And I had some friends the other day talking about how, God, I don't know why, I just can't stop watching the show. And I go, read the comic book. You'll definitely stop watching the show.
0: Piss
1: you off so much. Yeah. Uh, What life else book? do you have?
0: I'll stop Um, talking about bajillion things well we both read this one so I like when we both read a book because I think the conversation is better Um, so Hunt for Wolverine Weapon Lost number one so at the end of the Hunt for Wolverine number one we see Kitty going to Iron Man and then we also find out that she went to Daredevil to help find what happened to Wolverine so Weapon Lost is Daredevil building a team to look for Wolverine And, um, the art in this is super cool, and my favorite page of this is, it's like three pages in, it's when he's scanning the city, he's talking about how his powers work, just in case nobody's ever a daredevil before, (laughs) you find out how his powers work, um, but it gives you a, it, it shows him jumping through the city, and then it gives like a red outline of him jumping through the city, but that's basically where his senses are hitting, and it's cool because you can see inside the buildings. Like, you see all the little little people inside the building, so he, it shows how he can hear and see what's going on, even though he's blind. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. Daredevil's blind. <laughs> <laughs> what? I know. Sorry, guys. Um, this other character that he ends up recruiting to help him, uh, what the hell is this guy's name? Do you remember? Frank McGee. Oh, Frank McGee, yeah. Yeah, I don't, he's not a character I'm familiar with.
1: It, it I mean, he's an inhuman, obviously. Right. Explain it. Yeah. And they actually do a pretty quick, decent job of saying what his powers are and everything. I'm, it's
0: super cool, because he can use them, at his eyes.
1: Well, did you notice what he does with his glasses and the gun? He put there it was a small scene, but I remembered it from when they first introduced him. He hooks up a little like wire to his glasses that goes down to his gun. Mm. So instead of shooting his eyes like uh cyclops, he can use his hand to like shoot around a corner because the power is going through his glasses, his eye beams are going through his glasses, but then it goes down a little wire to his handgun there.
0: Oh. So it's That's a little really cool, cool tech. But I also like how he can use them as like a camera so mm-hmm. he can remember things like in great detail, which helps because he was a detective.
1: He was a really cool uh, addition. Fuck. It was, it was before the, I think even before the bomb went off, he was one of the newer, but it, well, it I think he, it was a pterogen bomb.
0: He said he got hit with the, yeah. the Terrigen and it... In it. But he
1: was one of the first that that came out of the cocoons because he was one of the first of the yeah the new humans that came out that uh, fuck uh 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 Stegman oh. created. It's
0: like I don't know. You keep pointing at me, but I have no idea what you're trying a to spider, pull out of
1: your spider, ass. I'm doing the spider symbol. <laughs> uh, that Stegman helped uh, create. Yeah. Um, and so I liked him always because he him being a cop before, he really is about justice and that went into the story.
0: Right. And, well, and it was interesting trying to watch Daredevil convince him because obviously he's a inhuman and Wolverine's a mutant and why would the inhumans help the mutants because they just had this giant war. And he explains it perfectly because Daredevil's like, aren't you guys, like, you you made up. You guys are friends now, right? Basically. And he's like, well, just because we're not fighting with each other doesn't mean we forgot all the shit they did to us. Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, that makes sense. Because <laughs> you often don't see that in comic books. You see the fight and then the end, and then it's like they're all working together in harmony again, which did not happen in this case. Um, and then he goes on to, so he has a flying motorcycle, which obviously is inhuman. And then you, they go and they recruit Misty Knight, which I thought was fucking cool because she's badass. And I'm glad they're using her in the comic book. Um, she's at a bar, and then they go into her brief story. That's the cool thing about this book, is these aren't characters that everybody knows a whole lot about, so they do a very good job about introducing them very shortly, but in a way that you're like, oh, she has a robotic arm because she lost it in an explosion.
1: Well, a, it, it, interesting choices for some of these, I mean, I, I'm going to say b list They're pretty big popular but not gay stars that would have their own titles but this is a a wolverine book and a wolverines are missing so people are going to be picking this up so to have these character choices yeah it's kind of fresh to yes to not see the same people
0: and it makes it very noir-esque-esque noir-esque because they're all detectives in some sort um And the art makes it look very noir as well, with it being super kind of dark. Dark, yeah. Um, I always forget that Misty Knight has a flying car, though. So all of them have flying vehicles, except for Daredevil.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He just kind of flies (laughs) through the air.
0: So um, one of the other things I liked about this book is when, because it wasn't Daredevil that convinced Misty... To join because she was like, I'm not doing this anymore. She obviously, I don't know what had happened to her prior to this because I never followed her character in the books, but something happened and she was like, I'm done. I can't do this shit anymore. So Frank's in there convincing her to join them and he asks her what happened. And Daredevil can hear them, but he makes a conscious decision to go, I shouldn't be listening to this. I'm going to listen to the Mariachi band two blocks (laughs) down so that this can be a private conversation. I'm like, Oh, it's very nice of him. (laughs) So, and then they, they head off. This is very much a person finding mission, right? So they're building, this is 100% building the team. Uh, so they head off to find their next person to help, which is somebody who can speak all the languages because they don't know where Wolverine is. I know
1: exactly who they're going to, He is one of my favorite characters. I think his powers just... It's super
0: cool. And I love what they did with him at the beginning of this. Because they go and they find Cypher, who's in this fucking abandoned ass building. And I love that Daredevil cannot see what's going on because of all the interference from... Electronics. Um, and he, Cypher, is fucked up because he's on the internet. And he's trying to figure out the internet and translate the internet. And everybody's like, you can't do that, buddy. Yeah. gonna make you go crazy and he was literally like he was they take him out to to dinner because they finally get him away from the internet which is by frank killing the power just like he does with his kids when they're on their phones (laughs) too much um and they they get him disconnected and they take him out to dinner and he's like oh i was starving and Misty was like you could have eaten at any time why why were you starving he's like i just i just went down the hole (laughs) It's like, oh my god, how many times have you been on the internet and started watching one YouTube video, and then all of a sudden it's three hours later and you're like, why haven't I eaten dinner yet? It's exactly what happened to him, except he's way more intelligent with this stuff than any of us are. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, It ends with uh, him being let back on the phone to find all the sightings for Wolverine, and he builds like a database super quick about all the different sightings. And, um, there's a lot of them. He's everywhere. That's basically what he says. Well, because he had yeah. the
1: fucking teleporting yeah. stone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean... My favorite thing, though, is on the phone on the side, there's a little picture of Wolverine, like, hugging a pregnant chick. It's not... It looks like Wolverine. I don't think it is. And it says, Wolverine got me preggers. And then there's a little <laughs> article underneath. But... And then it's got all the Wikipedia articles of Wolverine, but it's also Wolverine the animal and... So, I don't know if, I doubt he's, do you think they're going to bring Cypher along with them, or do you think they just needed him for that very specific purpose? No, he's going to be part of
1: the team. He's going to uncover some mystery of language and secrecy. There's going to be some sort of evil uh, organization that has a code.
0: Yeah, that he'll have to break. Yeah. So, I liked this take on it. This team, I think, is going to be super interesting. I like the noir aspect of it. It'll be really interesting with the different teams that they're building, because then the Iron Man's team and then the X-Men teams that are going, the different styles they use to help find Wolverine. Because this one, the Iron Man one, you know, is just going to be like explosions and technology. (laughs) (laughs) So...
1: Oh, so before getting get the news, I, I have, you say I don't prepare, you don't prepare. Yeah. I, I prepare, I, which is why I sound so much better than you. Right. Like, my voice is so sweet like an angel.
0: Yes, he gets up really early in the morning every day. No,
1: no, we already <laughs> established. I just stay up way late at night, every night. Uh, I have this, th- these tabs in... Avengers spoilers and non-Avengers spoilers with other (laughs) stuff. So hopefully I don't, like, accidentally start talking about something Avengers. I'll kick
0: you in the nuts if you do.
1: Okay. While sitting down from across the table? Girls
0: are good like that. Okay.
1: Um, (laughs) I I do need a quick say that we talked about last week of the different, uh, uh, fuck, records that were being broken Mm -hmm. with Avengers. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's it's just uh, uncanny how, how many more have really been broken since last week. And without even like repeating most of them, one of the things that intrigued me was difference between worldwide, international. We know domestic is just here in the right. States. And all these different records that, what did they just beat why didn't they beat this why wasn't it here and so pretty much it came down to doing some google searching and this is for people at home that are ever curious domestic is united states take which they've uh, they haven't beaten totally of number 1 there's still the force awakens is at like i think 930 million domestic mm-hmm. is is what they yeah Nine hundred and thirty-six domestic. They will beat that.
0: Yeah.
1: In fact, um, yeah, I could probably say like they're halfway there already. Um, but the international and worldwide is international means worldwide excluding domestic. Okay. So when you say that it's a worldwide, that is the international box offices plus the take from sure. domestic. I was like, that was the most simplest yes. thing that I'd never, <laughs> why they need to have those. You could just say this, this, and then you could combine it in your head and be like, oh, that adds more yeah. up than these ones. But
0: Pe- People don't want to have to do math. Well, they all want to have, have their, their own awards and, and
1: shit. <laughs> but they uh, very well, I mean, within six days, they beat Justice League. Oh. For the entirety of Justice League. Yeah.
0: Surprising no one.
1: Which is just sad all around. Uh yeah they have blown out of the water many different yeah sales uh so much so though that I was very I can't believe it solo advance tickets broke a record but I don't know how you break a record when you're just breaking number two Black Panther had one of the highest pre-sale tickets next to Infinity War mm-hmm. obviously Infinity War overtook that. Well, Solo overtook the Black but, Panther. Right. Okay. So you overtook number two. I don't know if that's... You can consider that a record. Nothing is going to be no. Infinity War.
0: Yeah. They've probably just be like, all right, this one's so far like ahead of everything. Like, that's just its own thing now. So the new number one is everything else except for Infinity <laughs> <Yeah>. War. <laughs> that doesn't count for anything So they can anymore. all pat
1: themselves on the back yeah. a bit of... You did, like, a few tickets more than yeah. this one. Yeah. God, I even... I, I, I heard some people talking about, do you think Deadpool 2 could beat Infinity War? Fuck no. No. I love Deadpool. Yeah. And Deadpool is going to make a it's lot of money. It's going to be amazing. But it's not. No. Anywhere close. Nothing will be anywhere close to this. No. Maybe the next Avengers movie, to wrap it all up, may...
0: Oh, you know, no, it for sure will.
1: But the, I don't even think a new Star Wars... Like, even with some sourness of the last hours movie, Star Wars is always going to make gold. Yeah. Obviously, the San Solo one, Ugh. which I didn't think I'm was so going to. i
0: excited for this movie, though.
1: But there's... Oh, Infinity War is just
0: yeah.
1: killing it. That being said. <laughs> I was going to transition into this with killing it, but it doesn't make as much... It, I mean, it kind of does. So one of my favorite movies of all time, What We Do in Shadows.
0: Ah, yes, that is a great movie.
1: Yeah, do you see where the segue would be going into killing yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, okay, you get it. Yeah, uh, FX has picked up uh, an order for a series, and that should be coming out in two thousand nineteen. I, I, I was like, sweet, but are they going to get you know the main cast back? And it makes a lot more sense. Um, Jermaine Clement and uh, Taka Waititi. Watiti. They are going to be producers, but they're not going to be starring in this. There's still the rumors that they're going to do Werewolves at some point. This is going to take uh, place within New York with another group of vampire flatmates. I hope that it's just as witty and funny.
0: It has to be. That's what made that fucking movie so good.
1: Well, just it's that that sense of humor, that very blunt. (laughs) I mean, it's not British humor at all, but it's. That I don't know.
0: It took a creature, which in our minds is either either now, thanks to fucking Twilight, either a terrifying monster or a fucking sparkly heartthrob, right? So <laughs> it took both of those and was like, fuck you. And it was like, they're, they're just people like you and me who also are very, very old and will eat people when they're hungry. Like that's, they, they totally humanized them 100%. Um, and they're all very awkward. They're like nerds, too. They're all very awkward and, like, have no idea how to operate in society or be friends with each other or any of that stuff. And it's just, it's hilarious.
1: <laughs> uh, one th- Two things I did want to quick say going back to the Deadpool movie. Uh, there was an awesome music video that has been released uh, from Celine Dion. All I'm going to say is just watch it. Yeah. Uh, with the cameo, of it's one hundred
0: percent because there's a Canadian Brotherhood going on there that they got her to do this. So. Oh
1: yeah, <laughs> but uh, coming out right before the new Deadpool movie, uh, Trolleys, the little uh, gummy bear, gummy rings, gummy, gummy worms. neon worms. Yeah, uh, they're coming out with with sour bite tiny hands.
0: My <laughs> God, um. You guys better go hurry up and go buy them soon so Tony does not buy them all. Because <laughs> he will.
1: Well, I, yeah, I love just eating them. Anyways, it doesn't matter the shape or anything. <laughs> uh, these are going to be uh, exclusively at 7 Eleven stores nationwide. Oh, fuck. Nationwide. So
0: We have to go to the one 7 Eleven left in Michigan to get them.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, don't worry. I will definitely be doing that. I just, I, it's fucking hilarious, yeah, man. Yeah, it is super funny. And that is kudos to their marketing team for thinking
0: well and it's so funny because they're they're appealing to oh, so they're using Celine dion and they have the selene dion video Celine dion music appeals to a very specific type of music listener right trolleys generally tonys and children eat those <laughs> 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 so they're appealing to selene dion listeners they're appealing to children deadpool's not really a child's movie You know.
1: Adults. Yeah. Eat them.
0: So I said Tony's.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm more in the kid category, to tell you the truth.
0: So it's just it's crazy to me and it's brilliant how many they're just going after all the markets. They're not just focusing on people who love Deadpool and saying, Here's another movie, we love you. They're saying, Here's another movie, we love you and also if you love Celine Dion, you will love this movie as well. And if you like to eat gummy worms, here's a Here's a movie for you as well. They're just literally trying to get everybody on board with this. It's
1: brilliant. Uh, Top Cow uh, had their annual talent hunt, and they just revealed the winners. This is something that our buddy Jim Toe had. Yes. He didn't win. He came a runner-up, I believe. Uh, Because, yeah, he didn't get. Fuck, now I can't remember if he actually won or not.
0: I don't think so, because the way he got on the project that he's on now, which is not Top Cow, but that was through Twitter, so.
1: But he, I mean, yeah. he was talented enough to where he oh, yeah. was within it, and like I said, I think he was a runner-up, but uh, the the winners this year, uh, Cecilia LoValvo and uh, Levi Fleming, runners-up, Jesse Elliott and Stephanie Phillips probably going to be hearing those names a lot more. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they're names that I could easily pronounce <laughs> because...
0: That first one was pushing it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I was like, oh man, this is going to screw me up when I started seeing this <laughs> earlier. like, And yeah, the art, uh, all very different, very talented uh, group of individuals here, so congrats to them. Nice. One of the big things that I love out of many things, it's Power Rangers. Yeah. And one of the things that I hate is when Power Rangers isn't done well. So Saban, I feel, has done a decent enough job with the Power Rangers brand. I mean, they created that um, from the Japanese series and everything. Their toys make tons of money still, even if I don't think they're up to par they're now been sold to Hasbro and this has a like a lot of repercussions that I don't think besides just that news that Hasbro has now bought them have come to fruition yet because where are all Hasbro comic books at
0: where are they all at isn't that's uh IDW thank you I was gonna say that
1: and where are Power Rangers comic books right now
0: oh they're in boom yeah yeah
1: Will this then mean that those... Because Hasbro has created their world...
0: Right.
1: Which, honestly, I would love to see a fucking Transformers Power Rangers crossover. Oh my god, that would be crazy.
0: So much! That would be crazy.
1: Pretend, like, somehow they got the... Well, I mean, they've already done that with Mask, but... Yeah. Uh Is that going to affect the comic books? And, I mean obviously announcing a deal doesn't necessarily mean the deal is going to happen until maybe another year. Right. Contracts are we had signed from a couple years out, but we all seen what has happened with certain franchises that go to different publishers, mm-hmm. owners, <coughs> Disney, Marvel, uh, Star Wars. So I, the whole shattered grid right now has been amazing. I love what they've done with the comic books. I don't want to start over. Right. However, though, too, there's been rumors that Hasbro hasn't been quite happy with IDW's handling of their comic book stuff. Really? Yes. It's just rumors. But the rumors go that they, they believe that there is an inevitable ending to their how friendly they are. And they're just waiting until Transformers wraps up. I don't want to see Transformers wrap up. This is the most I've ever loved of Transformers. Right but everything is gearing up to an inevitable Unicron showdown it seems like. Okay. I mean they've already teased it within multiple books. However, I if it is how there's been a lot of deaths in Transformers lately too, that I couldn't see them starting over, but I,
0: I if, if they if, I, if they take Hasbro properties away from IDW, what else is IDW going to do? I mean, I know they do other books, mm-hmm. but, like, that is their mainstay, right? Are yeah. these properties.
1: So I don't necessarily and see I... them totally... Because where would where would all these books go to then? And there's multiple different contracts with different lines. Right. So I can't see them untangling.
0: No. But
1: I can see them maybe then saying, we don't need to throw in Power Rangers. Let's allow yeah, Boom to keep it. We don't need... But they could go down the road and do a crossover. Right. Which I I wanna fucking see happen. (laughs) (laughs) Finally get Devastator versus the Megazord. Oh my god.
0: Be interesting. The Power Rangers can take control of the Transformers.
1: That would be cool. Yeah. You see them hopping hopping the head of the
0: Yes, yes. That would be weird. Crazy.
1: Or all of a sudden the Megazord starts talking by itself and gets sentience. (laughs) (laughs)
0: They put a spark in it.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That'd be great. Do you have anything else you want to talk about?
0: Uh, The only other thing I thought was interesting from this week's news was the mention that uh, Jamie Foxx has been offered and may accept. It's not, so this is purely like speculation at this point, but uh, the role of Spawn in the next Spawn movie. And uh i think you and i are kind of divided on our reactions for that where i think it would be an interesting choice you're straight up like i don't know about that but that's really the only thing okay. I...
1: <laughs> I really wish you didn't have something because i could have transitioned right into the booze in the book well for then my don't fucking ask
0: me if i have anything <laughs>
1: it's not just my show it's our show <laughs>
0: I mean, I guess before
1: talking about Power Rangers, I should have left. So, boot of the book this week. Transformers versus Visionaries number 5. And this is, again, talking about Hasbro and they're mashing up their properties, bringing the visionaries within the realm. I mean, they already had visionaries uh, show up within uh, one of the other events, but this is really having them come to Cybertron and... The whole th- there, like I said, there was a major death within issue number one. The Visionary's magic is kind of like straight. I don't want to say cancer. It's straight up like it. It can destroy the metallic parts of Transformers. It can kill them. Kill them. Not just like their arm gets ripped off, but they're saved because their brain case is still there. So they were gonna terraform Cybertron and. You had Merklin, the evil wizard, and you really kind of have to have watched the show, Visionaries, to get a better grasp of how this crossover worked and how these things' powers and what they really did. I mean, they did a good enough job of explaining the individuals, but to know the history of these two warring factions that lived in a world with not real technology, but they had these holographic... Really, it's the stupidest thing out of the 80s but it worked because it was so crazy and gnarly, and the toys were alright. You have the Transformers win. Everything goes back to normal. The The Visionaries have their own place now with on Cybertron that has grass and land, and they're not going to terraform the whole planet, so you now have humans living within Cybertron, wow. which cool. I mean, there's already been a fair enough of back and forth with the within the Transformers books with the humans going Mm -hmm. there and setting up, you know, way stations and everything. But it's at the end of this, as I was talking about earlier with the ending of Transformers and teasing Unicron, that you see that the bad guy in all this, who wanted to terraform it because he knew, well, he wanted to pretty much make it a planet for for themselves, sees in a scrying pool this thing that is obviously Unicron, and he's just like one of his underlings like I'll break you out and stuff he goes it's like doesn't really matter you know it, nothing matters anymore and I'm like holy shit so once again you have a bad guy that was kind of motivated by self perseverance and also mm-hmm. knowing that had they terraformed I guess Cybertron maybe would have prevented Unicron from coming to this sector of the universe it's all speculation but Unicron is coming and I can't wait so what we're going to pair this with <laughs> Because uh, the secondary pa- reason pairing is because Cinco de Mayo, yes, also has just taken place this past weekend, so we're gonna do a straight up shot of eighteen hundred tequila.
0: Ugh. Ugh. I like
1: I like you made that face because <sighs> this story was a little bit like that where I didn't I didn't feel like it was needed, but at the same point I keep coming back. <laughs> And you put tequila in front of me, I'm going to take it.
0: Yeah, till he throws up. Yes. (laughs) In his hand. (laughs) Just kidding, that happened to me.
1: (laughs) So there's your booze in the book this week. Um, Do you have anything else?
0: Nope. Just a friendly reminder, next weekend's Mother's Day, boys and girls, so don't forget to get your mom a card, maybe a flower, thank her for pushing you out of her vagina and wrecking her sex life for the rest of her life.
1: Maybe go grab her a free comic book too. Yeah. She'll love that. Yeah. Uh, And with that, stay thirsty for what Lynn said. (laughs) No, don't.
0: Don't stay thirsty for wrecking your mom's vagina. That's weird.
1: (laughs) 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 Stay thirsty for more tequila.
0: There you go, I guess. It's better. I'm